Good evening. Last off of Masechet's Pesachim, Baruch Hashem. Really uh, has been a pleasure to learn with all of you. We only have another six years to go, so just hang on tight. Um, and uh, we'll be uh, beginning tonight on Kuf Chaf Amud Beis, one third of the way down at the two dots. Uh, and then uh, uh, Hirsch will be making the Siyum at the end. And then we will uh, rest and celebrate with the Sudas Mitzvah. Um, do you want to bar? Do you have a Gemara, Hirsch? <laughs> yeah, okay. Just making sure. After you made fun of me for asking you to you're here without a Gemara. There's a Gemara. Uh, if you look at the mission at the very top of Kupsaf and Bez on line two, it quotes a din that says, that after midnight, halachic midnight, um, that if a person were to touch the Korban Pesach after that time, their hands would become tummy. It says the Gemara, Alma, one third of the way down, Kupsaf and the Bez, Alma, it seems from there, Mechatzos, Havale Nosar. But the halachic limit, at which point we assume that there is Nosar, Nosar, of course, as the, uh, the Isser of eating food that has passed its halachic expiration date, it seems to be that according to the Tana of our Mishnah, that that time when something becomes Nosar is Chatzos Halayla, the middle of the night. But earlier in the Mishnah that we were speaking about this, as it relates to you have the whole night to eat, and then only by uh, only by Shafar would you then have a problem of Nosar. So says the Gemara, Man Tana. Who is the Tana of our Mishnah who holds of such a Shita? Amar of Yosef, Rebelazar ben Azari. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is the one who's of the opinion that the Isser of Nosar begins at halachic midnight. The Tanya, the Brysa writes, and here we'll see a Maklokis, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva. The Brysa writes as follows, and they should eat the, the basar of the Korban Pesach this night. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Omer, Ne'emar Khan, Belayla Hazed. Ve'ne'emar Lehollam, Ve'avarti, Ve'eret Mitzrayim, Belayla Hazed. So we have a Gzeir Shava. How does he learn the Gzeir Shava? Just like in the other context, it was until Chatzos Halayla. Achan, here too, by the Korban Pesach, says Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, that it's only until Chatzos Halayla. Omar, though, Rabbi Akiva, wait a minute. That's not right. We don't assume that the Isra of Nosar begins at Chatzos Halayla. Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva says, halfway down, If you look at uh, the Rashbam here, he explains how the word Chipazon means different things to Rabbi Akiva as it does to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. And Rabbi Akiva assumes that Adshaski Pazon means until the morning. So, in Kain, Matamud Lomar Balayla, what then does Rabbi Akiva do with the words of Layla? Maybe we should assume, like regular Kachim, that you're allowed to eat the meat of the Korban even after the night is over, even during the next day. Oh, very good. So, that's the end of the Brisa. As to whether or not the Isra of Nosar begins at Chatzos Halayla, or whether or not the Isra of, of Nosar begins in the morning. Asks the Gemara halfway down, Rabbi Akiva, hi, what do you do with the word Hazed? My Avigle. We know the Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah used it for Gzeir Shava. What do you do with the word Hazed? You're not using it for the Gzeir Shava, so what's the point of the word? What is the Torah coming to teach us? Says the Gemara, we're coming to make sure that you know that by according to Pesach, you don't have two nights to eat this food. Salkadai Tachamina, I might have thought, Hoel u Pesach, Kachim Kalim, Ushlamim, Kachim Kalim, just like the Korban Pesach is in the camp of Kachim Kalim, and the Korban Shlamim is also in the camp of Kachim Kalim. So what might I have thought? Ma Shlamim Ne'echalim Lishnei Yamim Echad. Maybe I would have thought that just like by Shlamim is two days and one night. Ah, Pesach, I would have thought so too. By Pesach, Okim Lelos B'Makom Yamim, it would have been two nights in one day. We invert instead of two days and one night by Shlamim, but maybe it was two nights in one day by the Korban Pesach. 
a Pesach Hokim Lelos from Makam Yamin, the Hinecha, the Shnei Lelos from Yamin, therefore, so Gabi Akiva, for that purpose, Kasav Rahman Hazed, that's why we had the word Hazed, to make sure that we knew that one is um, not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach the night that follows. It, it ends in the morning. Good. Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, where do you learn this from about the next night? So he says very simply, I learned that din from a, from a different pasuk. I don't need the, the drush of Hazeh. I have Rebbe Akiva. If Rebbe Lazar ben Azaria is right, that you're, you can learn that out from Lososiru ad boker, then what do you do with that? You're right that it says Lososiru ad boker, but without the extra word of Hazeh, Habamina my boker, boker sheni. I might have thought that it included yet another day, yet another boker, the following boker. So therefore, um, uh, my habamina, my boker, boker sheni, I might have thought it would have included another day. And that's why we had the word hazet and the pasuk of loso siru ad boker. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer, Omar, what would he say? the boker, boker rishon. He says, the word hazet, I don't need to limit my understanding of loso siru ad boker. That's Pashut, because every time it says Boker in the Torah, it's referring to the following morning, not any other time. End of Sugya Machlokas, Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, and Rebbe Akiva in regards to when the Isra of Nosar kicks in. So now, that's all Tanayim. We're about six, seven lines from the bottom of Kuftafim Abayis. Rava is going to try and extend the din of the Bryson, of this Mishnah. What does it say? Amar Rava. Rava says, so he extrapolates. He looks at our Mishnah and he says, if Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah holds that no star begins at midnight, we should apply the same rules to matzah, that you're not yoked the mitzvah of matzah after midnight. That's why you'll find in many homes that people are makbit to finish eating their afikomen before chatzos alayla. Others don't, because we don't, we paskin like Rabbi Akiva, but that's where, where all of this comes from. So says the Gemara, if that's what Rabbi Ale- R- R- Rava thinks that he can learn from Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, says the Gemara, Pshita, that's obvious. Matzah was equated to the Korban Pesach. And if Matzah is equated to the Korban Pesach, then just like the Korban Pesach, its clock runs out at midnight, halachic midnight, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, then Rava's right, then of course it's going to be Yasser to eat the Matzah. Not Yasser, I should say, but you can't fulfill the mitzvah, the rice of Achilles Matzah after Chatzos HaLaylam. Says Gemara, it's not so pashu. It's not so true because mahu What might I have thought? There's a pasu that is outside of the hekish. We we saw this pasu yesterday that one is obligated to eat a um, the matzah on its own, even bisman hazeh, which was rava as well. So we would have thought that in this case we look at it as part of the hekish. We don't separate it from the hekish, and therefore rava had to specify his understanding. It to specify his understanding of Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria that not only would it be true that the Korban Pesach would, would expire at midnight, but the same would be true by the mitzvah achilas matzah. Namely, if you want to talk about the most rigid form of a time-bound mitzvah, here's how it works. According to Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, the only time to fulfill the mitzvah, mitzvah derives of achilas matzah, is between seisa kochavim and chatzos halayla. It's the prototype of a mitzvah saseishah zman grama. Nevertheless, as we saw, because often Hegosanes women are obligated in this mitzvah, I'll see that it's a mitzvah that says Nam And that brings us to the two dots, three lines from the bottom of Kufaf and Mabez. Let's continue. Our Mishnah at the very top of the page, three lines down, also added that that when it comes to Pigo, which is a corn that is brought with incorrect machshavos, and when it comes to Nosar, food that has reached its halachic expiration time, two lines from the bottom, Rafun of there were two statements we don't exactly know yet who said what. 
One says that we're concerned about the Kohanim. Look to see what that means in the Gemara. We have lazy Kohanim. This is actually the second time we're seeing this Brisa. Uh, we saw it earlier in the Mishnah as well. One says that it is a uh, the shear uh, that w- it will be metame the hands because remember they said that pigul and nosar cost two mabiyadaim. According to some, it's only true if the shear is a kezayis, and according to others, the kibetza that it is true only with a double shear of a kezayis, which is a kibetza. Turning to the top of Kupchaf Aleph, beginning the final blot of Masechet Pesachim Baruch Hashem, 120 days. We only have one page left to turn. We're almost there. Short tomorrow. Should we pause for a minute and take it all? In? No, I don't think so. No, I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather pause once the food's on the table. Yeah. Some said that the lines that we just learned have to do with pigul. Some say that the lines that we just saw have to do with nosar. So we'll have to see where each sheet applies. The chashadei kahuna, the athalei kahuna, where do all those things apply? Let's see. So mandatani apigul, according to the one who is referencing pigul. So there the Gemara says, Mishum what's the concern about a coin? He's bringing the Korban Pesach for you, but he's angry at you for something. So if he has a machsheves pigul, he ruins your Korban. So because of chashadei kahuna, that's what this means. Mandatani apigul, mishum chashadei kahuna. Mandatani anosar, mishum asleguna. What's the concern about nosar? The food reaches expiration time. There the concern is mishum asleguna. The Quran will not be on their game and uh, they'll inadvertently uh, make the korban pass its time. The person who's talking about who says that the shear where Tuma can transfer is with a kezayis, he's thinking in the from the lens of Isser. According to the one who says that the shear is a kebeza, he's referring to a food that has as its minimum shear a kebeza, without which you cannot transfer Tuma. So that's a machlokas. And the lines in the Gemara are clear that the pigol. When we talk about pigul, our, our concern is chashadik kahuna, that if they're mad at you, then the kohen cannot machshav as pigul and ruin your korban pesach. And the concern about nosar is with a more lazy kohen. If there was such a thing, we've said 15 times in this musaf, the kohanim is reasoning him. This must be an anomaly, but that is what's going on here in the Gemara. Let's begin our last and final mishnah of the musaf. Bireich, birkas pesach Patar es shel zevach. We know on Erev Pesach, a lot of korbanos were brought. Three in particular, the korban tamid, not what we're talking about. Korban Pesach, that is what we're talking about. And a korban chagiga, a special korban chagiga that was brought on the 14th. Why was it brought? Because we had to make sure that the korban Pesach was nechal al hasova. So first the korban chagiga was brought, and then we would eat the korban Pesach once we ate from that food. But just to make a bracha on both of them, because there was a mitzvah to bring them. So if you made a bracha on birchas Pesach, and then you did not make a bracha on the Chagiga, you don't have to make a second bracha. This is a Hilchos Brachos Mishnah. But if you made a bracha on the Korban Chagiga, there, however, you did not yet make a bracha on the Korban Pesach. Rabbi Kiva argues, Rabbi Kiva Omer, that no, each of them require their own brachos. You cannot have a bracha on the Korban Pesach that applies to the Chagiga or vice versa, it always has to be separate brachas. Opens the Gemara, Shatim Salomar, when you take this sugya to the nth degree, when you really learn this properly, we're only going to be focusing on the deepest part of the sugya, which is the Zrika Saddam of each of the Korbanos. Lomar, Ledivre Rebbe Shmuel, according to Shita number one, Zrika Bechlal Shvicha. The Zrika, which is part of the Korban Chagiga, is obviously included in the Shvicha of the Korban Pesach. That's why Rebbe Shmuel says that the Bracha on the Korban Pesach works for the Chagiga, because the Zrika of the Chagiga was included, it's Bechlal, the Shvicha of the Korban Pesach, but not the reverse. 
the low Rebbe Yishma, the, the low Shvicha Bechalal Zrika, but the opposite is not true. And the Dibur Rebbe Akiva, low Shvicha Bechalal Zrika, the low Zrika Bechalal Shvicha. You cannot say that there's any link between Shvicha and Zrika, and that's why the Brachos Kurt Rebbe Akiva don't work for either of them. Final turn of the page, Kuf Kofal from the base, Rav Simloi, Ikla, Ikla, the Pidyon Haben. Rav Simloi went to a Pidyon Haben. We know, of course, the Mitzvah Sasechel Torah, that for a child who's born, to uh, a couple, both of whom are not uh, B'nai Kohen and B'nai Levi. The halacha is that there's a mitzvah that rises to a pigeon aben. So, bo mine, the question was raised at this pigeon aben. Shita, I know, says the Gemara, al pigeon aben, that when it comes to the mitzvah of pigeon aben, what's the bracha? Asher kiddushanva mitzvah sevet sivanu, al pigeon aben, and who makes that bracha? Avi haben mevarech. Everyone agrees to that. Everyone knows who makes that bracha. However, there was a katya on whether or not the shechiyonu was said by the father of the baby or by the Kohen. Who makes that bracha? And the Gemara gives a svar lakan lakan. Do we say kohen mevarech? Because the kamati Because the kohen he made money on the deal. The kohen got five coins. He got five slain. So maybe he should make the shechian because it was a chap. It was a chiddush for him. Strange havamina. Why do we make shechian? Because we make them on new mitzvos. You make it my mitzvahs that you do uh, once in a blue moon, once in a year. So why? It's a strange habit, but that's what the Gemara says. It's connected, I guess, to the Shekhyana that we would make on new clothing that we get a gishmat out of. He got a hano. He got something wonderful out of the deal. Oh, do we say, second to last line of the Gemara, avi haben mevarech dika avid mitzvah. Or do we say that the father of the baby is the one who makes the Shekhyana because he is performing a once in a lifetime, not once in a lifetime, but a once, a, a first time mitzvah in this particular case. That's the Chakir of the Gemara. Answers the Gemara, he did not know the answer. Why are we talking about this Gemara? So obviously the comparison to our Mishnah is what do you do when you have two brachos? How do they interplay? So the Gemara is saying, okay, we have two brachos here. So One is for sure on the father. It's a Shekhyanu for the father or for the Kohen. Then the Gemara says, They brought the Shaila to the base Medrash and the Talmidim and the Rabbanim, they were all talking. And Amrulay, here's the conclusion of the Gemara. It is the responsibility of the father to make both both brachos. The first bracha, um, and that is the din. Before Hirsch gives the siyum, I just want to openly uh, thank my wife who has been a remarkable support here. Uh, really, uh, thank you very much. Thank her very much. I don't even think she's watching this, uh, but she'll hopefully she's recording. And to all of our spouses and families that, that have been supporting us throughout this, a special mazel tov to everyone here. Thank you for being the comedic wind in my sails, uh, as it were. It's great learning with each of you and all of you, both on Zoom and here in the room. Hirsch, if you do the honors. What was the highlight of this? Uh, we're recording now, so we'll yeah. have to discuss that later. Before we begin, I just wanted to say thank you to Phil for leading us. Of uh, and, and for almost <clears throat> over a year so far, so it's been so everyone who's here, let's keep going for six years. It's nothing, don't worry about it.